0: The 7th Wave Network.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. Over the next hour, you'll learn how to see your true self in the midst of life's twists and turns. You'll be challenged to think outside of the box when it comes to the mysteries of life. Now, here's your host, Andrea Matthews.
2: Good afternoon and welcome to the Authentic Living Show. So, okay, here's the $65,000 question. I mean, maybe 64000 or maybe $50 million, depending on what you want. Your desires are out there. What kind of money do you want? At least that's the way the law of attraction, as we've come to understand it, tells us that we should be thinking. My question today is very important to all of us. Is it possible to be authentic while simultaneously utilizing the law of attraction as we've come to understand it? Because as we came to understand it, we were supposed to be thinking positive thoughts. Always. And, uh, and if a negative thought came through our minds, well, that needed to be erased because it might attract some negative energy. We didn't want that to happen. So we, we worked really hard with our minds to make sure that we could program them to think correctly. And so we have many people out there teaching us how to program our minds so that we can, um, so that we can have what we want in our lives. And I don't have anything against being positive. Uh, I do think that programming our minds from the perspective of how we understand a mind ought to be thinking is quite dangerous. Um, and what what I've seen as a result of that is people coming into my therapy practice as a transpersonal therapist and um, telling me that they've been working really, really hard to make themselves think positive thoughts. And what has happened is they've become less and less encouraged, even though they're trying really hard to stay encouraged. And actually, they've developed a pretty uh, devastating case of depression and or anxiety so what has come about is they've been trying really hard to stay positive, and while they're doing that, they're actually bringing about um, such deep repression that they're not knowing who they are anymore or whether um, they have uh, appropriate goals or whether God is even in the sky for them or the universe wants anything they want or that, that, that nature is actually loving and they become a little bit hopeless. So... That makes it a, a kind of a dangerous thing to talk about programming our minds to always think positive. Because here's the thing, thoughts are not what attracts. Um, th- thoughts don't attract. We don't aren't we don't receive from the universe based on our thoughts. Now I know that flies in the face of much of the teaching you're going to hear out there, but stick with me. Our thoughts do not attract. Why? How do I know that? Because There's always something deeper going on behind our thoughts. You know, if attraction works at all, it's going to work with that, not with our thoughts. I thought, I mean, I can have a thought that uh, the sky is uh, pink with purple stripes on it, you know, but that doesn't make it so. Uh, In my book, The Law of Attraction, The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can, I uh, talked about an incident in my own life that sort of points this out. When, when, And before I say that, I want to say this. When the law of attraction first came out in the early 90s or became sort of popular in the early 90s, uh, what, was, what was taught was that our thoughts attracted. And when people began to see that that wasn't working, we changed it. We, and so subtly, but changed it. To say, well, now you have to feel it too. You have to feel your desires, So, you know, you need to put your head in a place where you can actually imagine yourself having the things you want. And that's where we came up with things like vision boards and affirmations so that we could, you know, really imagine ourselves in that thing that we wanted. So if we wanted $50 million, we could imagine ourselves having $50 million. If we wanted to pay the rent, we could imagine ourselves paying the rent and imagine how it would feel to have that $50 million and how it would feel to pay that rent. So, uh so that was something we tried for a while and when that didn't seem to be working again oh so subtly we began to talk about shadow material and uh the shadow seemed to be the saboteur it was down in there taking away from us the things that we wanted and needed for our lives. And we needed to tro- troop down into the unconscious and, and and kick over the gravestones that were in there and dig up that old repressed material. But, oops, if we dig it up, then we have to think about it. And if we think about it, we might be thinking some negative thoughts, so we can't have that. So, oh, we better put it back down in there. And, you know, none of that that piece right there that I was talking about putting it back in there was really conscious that is what happened as a result of us trying to work with the unconscious as if our conscious mind could control it. Um, that is just the opposite of how it works. Because according to Carl Jung, and, and I am a an avid believer in a lot that he, he said and did, not everything, but a lot. Uh, one of the things that he said was that everything that we are arises out of the unconscious, even our flesh and bones. Um, so... If that's true, tripping around in there might mean that we are going to be knocking over something significant. I also believe, and this is not from Carl Jung, this is from my own understanding of the divine, that what we will find in the unconscious is the divine self. So the divine self is... Uh, unconscious because we have repressed it, because we've been taught that we're not divine. God is divine, or the divine is divine, or the universe is divine, but we are not. And we have to somehow strive to, to be better, or get better, or sin less, or pray the right prayer, or do the right ritual, so that we can become divine. But I believe that we already are divine, and I'm certainly not the only one, and I believe that most of our sacred texts, all of our sacred texts, in fact, all of those that I've studied, have have said that at the deepest levels. They've said w- that we are divine beings down deep. Now, that is not what um, uh, Buddhism doesn't use the word divine self. The Bhagavad Gita does use the words divine self, um, but the, the, the Buddha does talk about the self-no-self uh, no self kind of thing that's going on there. And um, he does talk about the internal Buddha or the Buddhist uh, traditions talk about that. So when when we start thinking about the divine self, what we uh, can come to understand is that if it is in there and we go trooping around in the unconscious knocking over stuff just because we think we have to have that $50 million, well, we might be setting ourselves up to kick over something that's sacred. So, okay, I said all that to say this. Once upon a time, when I was mm, 10, 11, 12, it was my chore in my house to uh, empty the trash cans. Some of you have heard this story before, others of you have not. I was to empty the trash cans and I failed in that job very quite, quite often. And my mother would come home from work and get mad and say, how come you didn't enter the trash cans? And by that time, it was like, you know, evening and it was getting dark and I had to troop out into the backyard and empty the trash cans and um, I was always afraid to go into the alley behind our house because I had a very vivid imagination and I thought that there was a big bad guy hiding in the alley just waiting for me to come out there and and uh then he was going to take me away or harm me in some kind of way. I don't know whether I ever sort of followed that storyline all the way to its bitter end but uh, I was not able to uh, to get that out of my head so... I would walk out to the lot through my long backyard and stand in front of the half covered gateway. It was halfway covered with uh, honeysuckle vine and, you know, try to peer under that and to see if, in fact, there were the feet of some man waiting back there to get me. Of course, I never saw any, and so then I'd go rush through the gate, toss the trash at the trash can, missing um, very often, and, um, running back into the house as fast as I could go. And while I was running, it was in my imagination that I could feel that man right behind me trying to catch me, my ponytail flying in the wind. And uh, so, okay, that is some pretty powerful law of attraction work, right? I was imagining it. I was feeling it. I was acting on it. I was telling myself it so. Why did I not attract a man in my dark alleys? Never in my life have I met a man in the dark alleys of my life. Um, I have certainly I've had encounters with people that were negative, just like all of us have, but nobody ever tried to kidnap me or murder me or harm me and physically in that way. So what was going on there? I was imagining something based on some fears that I'd had from a while back, based on some other things that had happened in my life. Uh, and I had that in my imagination. And so I lived it. I, I lived my imaginary demons out, but they never attracted anything. Not my thoughts, not my feelings, not my beliefs, not my actions. Nothing attracted anything. So why not? I did it very commonly, very commonly. This was a common incident in my life. I was not good at emptying (laughs) trash cans, and I got to pay the penalty for it very often. And I don't know why I never thought, you know, you could do that in the daylight. But somehow I didn't. Um, and, And so I did the law of attraction work and never attracted anything. And that's what I hear repeatedly. People coming into my office and saying, I'm doing the vision boards. I, I, was, I really worked to make sure that this was something I really desired. I'm doing the vision boards. I'm doing the, uh, the affirmations. I'm keeping a, a record of my thoughts. I'm meditating every morning and every evening trying to imagine myself already having this thing that I desire. I'm doing all that work, but I'm not attracting anything. I'm not attracting anything at all. And so, What's up with that? What's going on there? Well, perhaps the law of attraction, as we've come to understand it, doesn't work. But that doesn't mean that we have to debunk the whole thing. What it means is that we have to bring it into the realm of authenticity. We have to begin to to uh, be authentic with the law of attraction, Um I do believe that there are several universal laws, many of which are are working, they all work in tandem with each other and mutual reciprocity with each other. There's the law of love, the law of karma, the law of, of duality. The, you know, there's several of them that work all together. Um, and we, we, we've been taught that the law of attraction is the most powerful law in the universe. And I don't agree with that. Um, gravity is one of the laws of the universe, but it works together with distance and time, weight. It works together with all kinds of things in a sort of coalescence of activity. And that's the way the law of attraction works. It works in coalescence with all the other, uh, laws that are out there. And so when we talk about the law of attraction, uh, and put it in the realm of authenticity, we have to ask two huge questions. First, what is authenticity? And next, what is the law of attraction? So, okay, authenticity. You know, I I talk about an authentic self quite a a bit. And, you know, this the name of the show is Authentic Living. Obviously, that's an important part of what I'm trying to, the message I'd like to convey is that we are real people and we can act like the people that we actually are. Instead of acting like the people that we actually are not. But most of us can't make that distinction and uh, because, and I, for a long time in my life, I couldn't make it either. We don't know the distinctions between when I'm acting out of the real me and when I'm acting out of a mask and costume. Uh, the role that we play out because that's the role we got taught to play out and it's a role we received as a part of our survival techniques to stay alive. Um, and we've talked a lot about that in various shows and 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 you can read the book that i wrote that was the the reason why this show came to be it's called restoring my soul a workbook for finding and living the authentic self and in it you'll discover your own authentic self on the book on the pages of the book uh and but but it talks about the various roles that we can play and there are several But the point is, those are roles. They're masks and costumes, and we don't even know we're wearing them until we start the inner journey and begin to go, you know, every time I do X, I start feeling this major tension. What is that about? And we begin to realize that, you know, X is not something we really authentically want to be doing. It's not something that is genuine to us. Um, We notice that a lot in our work activities. We might say, well, you know, for me to do this detail work is just so tedious. My response to that as a therapist would be perhaps you that if that's what you're doing all day, every day, tedious work that you really despise, perhaps what you need to be doing is something else that's not so tedious. Maybe your authentic self is trying to talk to you by giving you this tension that tells you that, no, this is not really it. Um, our emotions can be quite informative, but they're not going to tell us... Um, exactly who we are but they can lead us there and so we what we want to do is put authenticity together with the law of attraction in a way that's effective and meaningful to us in our worlds and we're going to talk some more about that right after the break so stay tuned for more we'll be back in just a few minutes
0: Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: Every moment that we live provides us with numerous opportunities to grow more deeply spiritually through our active engagement in positive, concrete ways that can uplift, encourage, and help ourselves and each other. Become a part of Our Sacred Journey with your host, Audrey Katagawa. Our program will include guests who will share their experiences with you to inspire you to help create a peaceful, cooperative present and future and to explore your creativity and the valuable contributions which you can make. Our Sacred Journey airs live Mondays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on 7th Wave. The Voice America 7th Wave
0: Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
1: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll-free. 866 472 5795 That's one 866 You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
2: And we're back talking today about whether or not it's possible to be authentic and be working with the Law of Attraction at the same time, at least the Law of Attraction as we've come to understand it. So the Law of Attraction, as we got taught, told us that we were we were supposed to always think positive as i said in the in the earlier section of our show um and that we were we were supposed to stay on top of our thoughts and make sure that our thoughts were in alignment with the dreams that we had and the things that we wanted but that's not authentic that is trying to control your mind and who is that that's trying to control your mind people talk about the ego all the time and we're going to spend some time talking some more about that next week but we, we say that the ego is that part of us that feels separate from the divine it, and, and that's how I would define the that dualistic part of us that lives in a role or a mask or costume. So I call it the mask I don't call it ego um, because the ego is just a liaison between the outer the world outer world and the inner world. So I don't use the word ego because that sort of squares us off with of this big battle between higher self and ego. So I'm not going to talk about that. But I am going to talk about the mask and costume. And w- that mask and costume is something that believes itself to be separate from the divine. And because it does, it believes that it cannot have what it wants unless it bargains with the universe according to the law of attraction as we got taught it. So the bargain is, if I think positive thoughts and I do my vision board and I work with my shadow material, then I will have what I want. And that's just not how the universe works. That's not how the divine works. The divine has already given us everything we want and we need. It's already inside of us. We came prepackaged already with everything we want and need. But we don't think that way because we live in the dualistic trance state in which we believe we're separate from the divine. Because we believe that, we think that we have to make the universe do what we want it to do because the universe somehow just can't understand us. That's what we got taught. The universe just couldn't understand us unless we spoke its language. And, of course, its language, well, it doesn't. Here, I mean, we got taught to really say what we wanted in an affirmation, and and we had to say it in a positive framework because the universe can't hear negative things. Well, I would say the universe doesn't even know the difference between positive and negative because those are terms that we made up in our masks and costumes those are we don't there is no negative or positive according to the universe according to the divine I would say that the divine within us is not thinking about whether or not something's positive or negative it's thinking about whether or not it's true. If it's true within us then it will be it will grow into its fullest fruition. If it's false within us it won't. So what is true and what is false what is true? Is the authentic self. What's false is the mask and costume. And what is true about the law of attraction is not that we should be trying to control our thoughts or program our minds or make sure that we're always thinking positive thoughts and making sure that we we are always doing our affirmations and making sure that we stay on top of those emotions and never feel negative emotions and that we erase all those things inside of us that are not going to bring us the desired results. That's not true. That's false. That's based on a bargain with the universe. I think the universe doesn't need our puny little bargains, and I certainly don't think the divine does. So in in terms of all the many different laws that are working together with the law of attraction, there are several. And I want to sort of mention them just a minute because they tell the story of what's authentic and what's not about the law of attraction. Um they are the law of projection, and I'm going to talk about each one of them a little bit. law of projection, the law of one or oneness, the law of duality, the law of visibility and invisibility, the law of choice, the law of now, the law of karma, the law of love, the law of life. Each one of those is working with equal power to the law of attraction. None of them is any more power than the others. Just like gravity is not more powerful than distance or weight. Um, so, so they work together to create something. So, when we drop an apple from a tree, we drop a, a, a ten-ton weight from a tree. We might begin to see what's going on there in terms of gravity and what's 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 most powerful and what's not. And now they actually work together in harmony. So, okay, the law of projection. The law of projection is that we have the power to project our own needs, wants, desires. Uh, um, faults, um, weaknesses, whatever, onto other people, places, things, and events. So I can interpret an event according to my projection about that event. I can see someone else is angry when I'm really angry. I can uh, uh, assume that someone else is uh, uh, thinking the same way I'm thinking and, and can't figure out why they don't. I see that quite often in my practice. People say, well, I would never do that, so why do they do it? My answer is always, they're not you. <laughs> They're doing what they do. They're not doing what you do. But that seems to be really hard for us to get, that there, other people are going to do things their way, from their needs, from their perspective, from their role, mask and costume, whatever. Um, but we have the power to project onto them. And the, and, and the world can, uh, as a collective, we we can divide the world up into various projections as well. For many, many years... White people thought that, uh, that African Americans, white people in America at least, thought that uh, African Americans were less than other people, that they were less intelligent and uh, less worthy and should be treated more or less like animals. That was our projection. Why did we do that? Because it, there was some part of us that needed to, that projection. We needed to project onto them things about ourselves that we didn't like. So we just, as a collector, said, huh, you can have that. We don't want it. Same is true with money and uh, starvation. The, the the wealthy of the world can project onto the poor of the world. Well, you here you carry that poverty because I don't want it. And the poor and middle class of the world can project onto the wealthy. Oh, well, you must have stolen that money because you're you're wealthy. Um, and we have that going on right now politically in our world, the where there's you know the the whole idea of what is it to have wealth and should you be taxed more so that you can help out other people. And certainly I agree that you should because. uh because they're starving people too, you know, right here in America. So, uh, so that that's the law of projection. The law of of one is that really we're all one. There is no division between rich people and poor people, or white people and African Americans, or, or or you know any of the racial uh, distinctions or any of the uh, sexual orientation distinctions. We are one all. All people are one. So, heterosexuals are one with homosexuals and gays and lesbians and transgenders and bisexual people. Um, we're all one. We're all one. There is no, there is no, there may be uniqueness within that, but we're all one. It's like with cells in a body that are all working together to make the body do what it does. Um, so, there, there is no distinction. So those two work in tandem. They seem paradoxical, projection and oneness, but they work together, actually. Uh, the law of duality is is a law that we came here to fulfill. Um, in order for us to understand ourselves as one, we have to walk through duality, which sees us as not one in order to get to the other side where we begin to see ourselves as one. And I've talked about that before in previous shows, then I will talk about it again a little bit next week. The point is that uh, this journey is all about bringing us back to oneness and wholeness, whereas duality says we're not one and we're not whole. Uh, the law of visibility and invisibility. Uh, there are things we can see and things we cannot see. That's a law. Uh, that's how it is. We can't see love, although we can see its, its uh, effects. We can't see the wind, although we can see its effects. We can't see how the moon pulls the tide, but we see the effects. There are many things we can't see, and yet they're there. Um, The same is true with the divine, that we cannot see the divine in any uh, projected form. Again, here, all these walls working together. We can't see the divine in a projected form, but we can see effects but we also can see the divine as us if we look in the mirror and see ourselves as divine our skin our flesh our bone our psychology our whatever as divine because it all is there's oneness and there's duality and working together to accomplish the same result which is going to tell us what the law of attraction is really all about okay so then we have the law of choice the law of choice is that we have a choice what we're going to see And then how we're going to behave out of what we see. So we're going to see what's visible. We're going to see what's invisible. We're going to look with the other eye, the third eye, instead of with our physical eyes or both. Are we going to, um, are we going to see the truth of who we are? Are we going to continue to see only the mask and costume? We have a choice. Uh, the law of now is that everything is happening right now. Einstein said the only reason for time is so everything won't happen all at once. Well, everything is happening all at once, actually. Uh, everything is happening right now. The only thing that exists actually is right this second. Nothing else exists. There is nothing else. But the law of now works together with the law of projection, the law of oneness, the law of duality, the law of vis- vis- visibility and invisibility, and the law of choice to bring about something uh, more true. And that's part of the law of attraction. We're going to see that too. The law of karma is not the same thing we think it is. The law of karma is not you get paid back for the bad things you did and you get rewarded for the for the good things you did. That's not what the law of karma is. The law of karma is the intention of the, of the soul to accomplish what it came here to accomplish. And we're going to talk some more about that in just a minute. The law of love. Everything falls down to love. Everything, every action, every reaction, every response, every deed, bad or good, ultimately will fall down to love because somehow it will bring us to goodness. Even the most heinous of all things can, can be used energetically to bring us back to something that's loving and kind and, and, and potently divine. Uh, The law of life. Life is a constant. It never never dies. It never changes. We're here forever. Whether we're here on this earth in a physical body, whether we change this physical body to incorporate a, a formless soul, whatever, we do. We're here. We're here for the duration. We don't ever stop being alive. And we didn't ever start being alive. We've just always been here. So that's the law of life. So, okay. Now, we put all that together and and we put it in some kind of authentic pattern and what we come to is something quite different than what we've understood the law of attraction to be. And so, we're going to be talking about that right after the break in just a minute. Stay tuned for that.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: Do you ever ask yourself, Why am I here? What is my purpose in life? What do I do next? Life energies are based on the chakras, and this is the foundation of holistic healing. Find the balance in your life by tuning in to Healing Possibilities with your host, Tracy Makarenko. Through engaging guests and Tracy's spiritual guidance, each week we'll explore a different modality of healing designed to help you find peace and wholeness. Listen every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
0: Step into the doorway to conscious choice, greater health, and well-being. Attain the balance that you've been seeking. Visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll-free. 866 472 5795 That's one 866 472 5795 You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at AndreaMatthewsLPC.com Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
2: And you know, the Authentic Living Show is sponsored by the Institute of Noetic Sciences, dedicated to expanding science beyond conventional paradigms. Founded by Apollo 14 astronaut Edgar Mitchell, IONS is a nonprofit research, education, and membership organization whose mission is supporting individual and collective transformation through consciousness research, educational outreach, and engaging in a global learning community in the realization of human potential. You can join that learning community at www.noetic.org. And I want to make an announcement as well. I'm going to be speaking on the Law of Attraction at the Four Purposes of Life Conference at ARE, the Association for Research and Enlightenment, Edgar Casey's Foundation uh, in Virginia Beach on September the 7th through the ninth, along with Dan Millman. The Peaceful Warrior, and several others. Um, So you don't want to miss that. If you can, get there. I'll be glad to sign your books and shake your hands and get to know you a little bit. And uh, I'll be speaking on Friday night, which is the 7th, at 7 p.m. I'll be kicking off the conference. So I'm looking forward to meeting you there. And uh, so today we're talking about the Law of Attraction and whether or not we can actually be authentic while working the Law of Attraction. And the answer, of course, is yes, we can But we have to understand... Law of Attraction from a different perspective, and that's what we're getting to. We said just before the break that, we're, that there were several different other laws that work in uh, mutual reciprocity uh, with the Law of Attraction, and I discussed those at length in the book, The Law of Attraction: The Soul's Answer to Why It Isn't Working and How It Can. You can buy the book at Amazon or or Barnes and Noble, any of the online sites, or at your brick and mortar store as well. Uh, it's, it runs about sixteen ninety five. Um, so and I think it's less than that on Amazon. So get the book and read about those laws. But the the point I'm trying to make here is that Uh, We've got to change our view of the law of attraction if we're going to put it together with authenticity. And if we don't put it together with authenticity, not only is the law of attraction as we know it going to fall into disrepute, but it's also going to mean that we're going to be playing games with the universe. We're going to be bargaining with the universe, trying to get the universe to behave like we need it to behave Um, because that's what we're being taught, that if we program our minds correctly, we're going to get the universe to do what we want it to do. Um, and actuality we are the cells uh one cell and body of the divine that's how i like to look at it each one of us individually is one cell in the in the body of the the divine so we are working together as a collective divine nature and each one of us is unique in our own realm so here's what that means ultimately each one of us is soul first and foremost we are soul which i this, to me, soul and divine self are interchangeable terms. Um, so if I'm a soul, then my soul has an intention. And I mentioned a little while ago that the the, the law of karma is not we get paid back for the bad things we do and the, and we get rewarded for the good things we do. Rather, the law of karma is the intention of the soul to accomplish what it came here to accomplish in a given lifetime. And that will be done. It will happen. We, uh, what the soul attends, intends to accomplish in a given lifetime is going to happen. How it happens will be a part of all those other laws working together. The law of la- now, the law of choice, the law of love, the law of all of those other laws, projection, all of that, duality, um, oneness. All of that together will be working to together to make that happen. But the soul has an intention. And everything that happens in our lives is a part of, is, is used by the soul energetically to bring us into closer awareness of who we are as divine beings. So that is what the law of attraction is doing. It is attracting us to those people, places, things, events, and circumstances that are going to bring us to closer al- awareness of who we are as divine beings. So that doesn't mean that we can say to ourselves, "You know, I really need fifty thousand dollars, and I want the universe to give that to me, so I'm just going to think positive thoughts and 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 do some affirmations, and I'm going to uh, do those vision boards and 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 I'm going to get some ideas about how I can make that happen, how I can draw that to myself and and my actions will be in alignment with that, and I'll just have it you know soon I'll have it." And so we work that work and work that work and work that work and a year later you come to therapy and say, I'm doing all the work. How come I don't have my $50,000 yet? Well, that's because the work isn't, you're doing isn't real. It's not authentic. It doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. What what Now, you will find people who will say to you, yes, the law of attraction, as I came to understand it, worked for me. What I will say is those people were somehow in alignment with their authenticity while they were doing the work of attraction. So that the soul wanted them to have that thing they got. If the soul hadn't wanted them to have it, they wouldn't have gotten it. That's just, the, there it is. So what is ours, What is truly belongs to the soul will be, be ours. What truly does not belong to the soul in a given lifetime will not be ours. The truth is everything is ours. Everything belongs to us. Uh, The the Bible says the the cattle on a thousand hills are mine. And I like to think of it that way because that sort of spreads it out all over the world. All those cattle are mine. And, And cattle back in that day was sort of representative of wealth and food and even shelter and all of that that goes with it. So the cattle on a thousand hills are mine says that I am an abundant, wealthy person. Okay? I am. But not in terms that duality teaches us. Duality says the way to be wealthy is lots of money. And, you know, having some money, there's nothing wrong with that. Money is a commodity of trade, period, end of subject. That's what it is. It's a commodity of trade in and of itself. It has no more value than what it can buy for us. And, and we've been taught that, uh, that money, if you get money, then you have power. Um, if you get money, you'll be okay. If you get money, you'll feel secure. If you get money, these good things are going to happen to you. I mean, I, I teach, I just taught a workshop a couple weeks ago and I asked people in the room what, you know, if I could give you anything you want, what would that be? And they would say, a couple of them said, yeah, I want $50 million or whatever. I said, okay, yeah, let's make it really big. Let's get you that. So now you've got that. What have you got? Well, um, I've paid off all my bills. I've you know, bought my house. I've done this and that and the other. Okay, you've done all that. Now what do you have? Well, now I've got some peace of mind. Now I feel happy. Now I'm okay. Well, that's what you really wanted. The money is just how you imagine getting it. But the thing is you can have that happiness and peace of mind right now. You don't have to have the money to get that. So, am I saying that money's evil or bad and that we shouldn't have any? No, that's not what I'm saying. I want some money too. But I am saying that uh, we uh, the law of attraction has unfortunately become this thing that, that supports the idea that, well, other people have wealth and what's wrong with having wealth? So, we should have wealth too and wealth looks like money. No, wealth looks like being your divine self. Wealth looks like being who you absolutely are. There is no wealthier, more abundant state in the universe than being the fullest essence of who you are. Because that, there's no greater joy than that. There's no greater, uh, fullness of awareness. You, we become aware of the now. We choose the now. We, we become alive in the now. We, we, the, the law of life takes over and we feel life running through our veins. Because, We are living in our authenticity. In that process, what that means is that we are becoming more and more true to what the soul intends to give us in this lifetime. You know, there's a verse in Isaiah in the Bible, and whatever else you think of the Bible, some of the things it says, I think, are true. One of those things is that uh, God is talking to Isaiah, and he basically says that as the as the, the rain comes down out of heaven and accomplishes what it came to accomplish, so is the word of the Lord that comes out of his mouth that will not return to him empty. Now there's a hymn there and whatever you think of God, you know, gender wise, it doesn't have to matter. It, I'm not talking about God in any, in any terms other than that's the fact, that's the word that the Bible uses. The divine will accomplish what it set out to accomplish in each given life. There is no such thing as a failed life. No, there's not. (laughs) I hear you out there saying, yes, there is. No, there's not. Uh, We may think so, and we're going to talk about that right after the break. But a life has an agenda as it comes here. It says, I'm going to accomplish X, Y, and Z in this life. I'm going to, this particular life, I'm going to take on one more step toward patience. Or I'm going to take on one more de- deeper essential ingredient of my authenticity. Or I'm going to I'm going to get this one small incremental thing, and the next life I'll get something else, and the next life something else, until finally all of it's put together and I become fully aware of who I am as a divine being. The law of attraction is helping us make that happen. And it it does that by attracting us to those things that are going to help us wake up to who we are, either p- negative things or positive things. So we'll talk some more about that right after the break. So stay tuned for more.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Are you looking for alternative sources of spiritual development? Listen every week for Exploring the Divine Within with host Patty Scrivens and her guest co-hosts. You'll be inspired to connect with the divine within yourself. We are all loved and while we seek for it in different ways, the truth is that we are all looking for the same thing and doing the best that we can. When you understand that, You can embrace it. Feel a sense of calm and true joy. Tune into Exploring the Divine Within, Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time, on 7th Wave. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tong has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
1: You're listening to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews. We want to hear from you. If you have a question or comment about today's show, call in now, toll free, 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You can also send your questions or comments by email to Andrea at andreamatthewslpc.com. Now, back to Authentic Living with Andrea Matthews.
2: And we're back talking today about whether or not it's possible to be authentic and be working with the Law of Attraction at the same time, at least the Law of Attraction as we've come to understand it. I'd like to revise the Law of Attraction I'd like to change the nature of that law. Instead of it saying, uh, if you think positive, you'll get positive results, and if you think negative, you'll get negative results, I'd like it to say that we are attracted to and by all of those things, people, places, events, and circumstances that are going to bring us more fully into awareness of who we are as divine beings, lifetime after lifetime. That's what I think the real law of attraction is about. And if, and if we can settle back into that, then we can also be still and know that I am God. Now, when I read that statement, be still and know that I am God, I don't hear be still, be quiet, shut up and listen because God's talking. <laughs> Which is what a lot of fundamentalists or traditionalists view that statement to mean. I, I hear it to mean be still in order to recognize your own divine nature. Be still to know that I am divine. Um, and when the stillness comes on me, as I meditate and stillness really takes over, I know that. I know that I am divine. And it's not some kind of cocky, you know, arrogant, I'm God thing going on. It's not a Messiah complex. It's just gentle, full awareness that I'm a divine being, like you're a divine being, like everything is divine, like the dogs and the cats and the trees and the flowers are all divine, like everything is divine, because that's all there is, is one, one divine nature, and we're just a small part of it. But in that small part, we have our own unique nature, and our own unique nature is authentic. And so what we're to be doing here is that unique nature. We're not to be striving after some distant goal in the future that says, then I'll finally be happy or, you know, then I'll finally have what I want. We're to be in the now knowing that everything we want and need is already here right now. That's authentic. So the old version of the law of attraction tells us that we should keep striving after those things and we should control our minds and that we should look to the future because it will bring us the the happiness and joy we 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 want and actually we deserve. Um and uh, while if when we talk to proponents of the law of attraction as it currently is understood what we hear is that the law of attraction uh it doesn't tell us not to stay in the now uh, but it does tell us to to also design our future and uh so we spend a lot of time in the now designing our future controlling our thoughts and gratitude is a big part of the law of attraction uh and and you'll read about that a great deal in the secret but we're being gra- uh we're having gratitude in order to get what we want That's a, that's a bargain. If I have gratitude, then I will have what I want. Wouldn't it be better to just have gratitude? Because there's so much that we have right now that's beautiful and alive and full and free and open. And, you know, are there quote unquote negative things in our life? No, I don't think there's one negative thing in our life, but then I don't think there's one positive thing in our life either. I think life is just life. And we are here in this dualistic mindset where we think we're separate from the divine. And so we live that out. And I said before the break, I would talk about how it is that there's not no such thing as a failed life. Well, here we are. There's no such thing as a failed life because the soul will accomplish what it came here to accomplish, even in the most heinous cases, even like with um, a serial killer, for example. I mean, we look at that and we go, how can that possibly not be a failed life? I mean, look at him. He looks like soulless wonder. Well, that's our projection. That's the law of of projection in, in action. But actually, we're one with this guy. Everything that's in him or her is in us. And we don't want to know that, so we put it all on him and say he's the bad guy. In fact, the reason I believe serial killers become serial killers or sociopaths is because somewhere along the line, they identified as the bad guy. And an identity says, here's how I will exist. I will exist by being X, Y, and Z so in his case it's i'm identifying i'm i will exist if i'm bad and and uh and how that happens i outline that in the book but he identifies with being bad and so he has to get badder and badder in order to keep proving to himself that he's still alive and that's why when they get finally to the place where they're really terribly um they've really killed a lot of people they want media attention because the, then the world looks at them and mirrors back, see how bad you really are? And the person says, yes, I am finally alive. That's what's, that's what's happening there. And it's real distorted. And the reason it's distorted is because of the law of projection, where we say, here, you take my bad. Whereas, if bad and good were not out there to identify with, then we would not be creating serial killers. Okay, so because of the law of projection and the law of duality, we have serial killers, not because there really is a bad and good, but because we think we're separate from the divine. So, so when we when we think that we can, um, we we can have a failed life. What we're believing is that we're not one, we're not divine, where there is no law of love, there is no law of karma, where the soul intends to bring about its truth. It's, it's desires. And, uh, we'll accomplish that without fail. We don't believe all that. And therefore, lives can fail. And that's why we came up with the concept of heaven and hell. Good people go to heaven and bad people go to hell. Because we believe that it's possible to have a failed life. With the law of attraction, at the new revised version of the law of attraction, there is no such thing as a failed life. Because each soul, each person is part of a soul that is accomplishing a collective and individual desired result and we're all working together to make that happen for all of us and we don't know it but even the serial killer is somehow with a really backhanded and dark way helping us all get closer to who we are as divine beings even him I mean I read a, a really cool story not long ago about a, a person who uh, became an alcoholic and, and and was not able to uh, really see themselves as uh, worthy and good and And somebody was talking about them, some spiritual entity was talking about them and saying, well, they must be really new souls. And, and the answer was no, that's not a new soul. Uh, that's a person who will, after this life, not have any more karma. And, and the other entity said, well, how could that be? And the answer was, the answer was that, uh, it could be because it was true, um, that that this person was living out this final life as an alcoholic in order to learn the final, uh, baseline skill of humility. So we look at a life, we say, well, that's a terrible life. That, oh I my mean, gosh, that's a waste. But actually they might, something else entirely might be going on at the soul level and we don't know it. The reason we don't know it is because of the law of projection and the law of duality where we judge other people to be either good or bad because that's how we've made up our world, placing everything in one of those two categories of good or bad. So I'm going to be talking uh more about this at the... Uh, at the uh four purposes of life conference. Dan Millen's gonna be there. Um some other folks are gonna be there, Greg Untermeyer, Tom Baker, and others are gonna be there to help help us all talk about the purposes of life. What is what are we doing here? Um so if you're interested and, and, and would like to come to that have a last final fling at the beach at Virginia Beach, beautiful beach there. Um, boardwalk, you know, uh, lots of beautiful um, shops and things right there along the ocean um, and the beach is gorgeous. So come and go to the beach and hear us speak about the, uh, hear me speak about the law of attraction, and Dan Millman talk about the purposes of life, and Greg Untermeyer talk about some other things, and Tom Baker talk about some other things. So don't miss this. It's an opportunity uh, to come and hear what we're doing here, and uh, uh, and I would love to shake your hand and thank you for listening to my show and sign your books. So. Uh, you don't want to miss that, and um, I want to say too that we're we're all together working toward this. Many of you have written to me and, and said thank you for doing the work we're doing. We're all doing this together, you and I. And I, I thank you for listening because you you participate in my journey as well. So I want to thank you for that. Um, and uh, next week we're going to be talking about authenticity and ego. Is it really a cosmic battle? We, we we touched briefly on that today, just a little bit about what the ego is and isn't. And uh, next week we're going to be talking about how it is that authenticity can work together with what's called ego, and uh, and and to to help us grow, to help us understand ourselves at a deeper level. So you don't want to miss that either. Thank you very much for listening to the show today. And remember, your job, should you choose to accept it, is to give birth